Hello, hello, and welcome to the Strategic Bookkeeper podcast. So I'm pumped about today's episode. I am interviewing a guest. His name is Ashley Shield. He is one half of Dijon Reed. Dijon Reed are free insolvency consultants. They do other things as well, okay? But the reason primarily I have brought Ashley on the show today is really to talk about how you can help your clients, okay? I've been working with them in my practice for a long time and I actually don't know what I'd do without them. They have helped me to help my clients with debt and distress, okay? The other thing you'll hear me touch on in the podcast is Hank, yeah, one half of Dijon Reed. He started Dijon Reed because he went through all this himself, okay? He went through bankruptcy. He went through all the distress that anyone going through that goes through. There was just no support, the help, the advice he needed just wasn't there. And so a desire was sparked within him to help others avoid what he had been through. And Dijon Reed was born. And so look, the fact that they're a purpose-led organization, I think says a lot. So what I'm really looking forward to is the idea that bookkeepers will find out today that when a client has debt that they simply cannot trade out of, okay, because I see it all the time, let's face it, 80% of businesses go broke in their first five years, okay? So when clients come to us, when they are with us and they have debt and distress, pre us, I should say, insolvency is not the answer. Pre-insolvency is the answer, okay? what I call the cushion my clients will land on. I could rattle on and on because I'm so passionate about this. The entire episode is CPE, Continued Professional Education. How about we get stuck into it? I'm Jeannie Savage, the Strategic Bookkeeper. I'm an award-winning entrepreneur, author, speaker, trainer, and coach. After 13 years in practice and after scaling into a lifestyle business where I could choose my own adventure, I'm sharing my secrets to success, my secret sauce recipe on how to build a thriving practice, delight your clients, and ultimately live your dream on your terms. This podcast is a companion to my book. In each weekly episode, I'll share strategies for scaling and success. This is your time to shine, to step up, to become a strategic bookkeeper and enjoy all the benefits it brings to you and your clients. Hello, Ashley, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jenny. Great to be uh, along here with you today. Yeah, and I am very excited to have you here. Just having Dijon Reed as the partner that we can refer to to make life so much easier for our clients has been transformational. And so before I rattle on too much, because I could rattle on a lot (laughs) about, about Ashley and Hank and the whole crew, I'm going to ask Ashley to just tell us in his own words, who he is, uh, where he comes from, and what he does. Thank you. Well, uh, my life reading read is probably not that exciting, but I come from an accounting background, had my own tax practice, and before that also worked in big business. But uh, primarily, you know, the, my, my life for the last 15 years has been helping uh, clients who are in financial trouble and, and helping them still achieve the dreams that they want to out of their business, even though they've been caught up in some sort of debt and financial struggles that can come about for a thousand reasons, as you know. <laughs> yeah, as I know, like, 
podcast interruption. Uh, just to let you know, if you did not join the program when the doors opened on August 1, uh, and they opened for 14 days before uh, my team and I rocked up live, <laughs> uh, it doesn't mean that you can't join in. The program is evergreen. Okay, so we have a way to bring you into the program uh, seamlessly, beautifully, so that you can absolutely start working with me to build your thriving practice, delight your clients and live your dream on your terms. If you are keen to know how that works, just drop us an email or ask in the private Facebook group. I'm always really grateful for that because then I can help the many as well as the one or simply use the link that will drop in the show notes or go to the website, pretty easy, and jump into the program because two things. Number one, it comes with a money-back guarantee, yeah, uh, or let's say three things. Number two, I do not get you to spend extra time working with me. This is about on the job, yes, I've done other podcasts on that. And number three, that money back guarantee, it kicks in after a year, but my expectation is to help you get the ROI really early, yeah, so that that pays for the program. But yes, we're going to spend a year together. So back to the podcast. I remember uh, someone I know opened a car wash in one of the years where the drought broke. <laughs> Just about anything can land us in debt and distress. You certainly don't need the uh, the big events like COVID or GFCs. It, uh, you know, you can have a, a major customer go down or droughts or floods, fires, mm. anything can uh, cause issues for a business. Yeah, it's all on the SWOT analysis, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> certainly is. <laughs> I've got to make a note. I've got to bring um, for my beautiful tribe members will be learning all about SWAT eventually. They'll be listening going, oh, more stuff from Jeannie. What you just mentioned there actually totally relevant. So Joe just said to me a particular client of ours in the entertainment industry that was, as you can imagine, just hit so hard by COVID. Mm. And we've helped them a lot to get through we've now referred them to you so they're talking to you now which is great for us and so I guess for the listeners as you know I don't bring many people onto the podcast so if I do there's a good reason and I'm always um, a bit heartbroken when bookkeepers don't know about Ashley and Hank don't know about Dijon Weed because I call them as a bookkeeper the cushion that my clients land on when they are in debt and distress we know that when anyone is in debt and distress. And if we narrow it down, as a bookkeeper, I've found that in my 14 years in practice, I primarily work with men and their dads, with school-aged children, yeah, of course women as well, but I'm just talking about real life, who am I working with primarily, yeah, Yeah. who's 80% of my database. You know, if we went into the science of this and the psychology, men attach their identities to their jobs and their careers. And it can end really badly. I have personally had to just once in my 14 years ring an ambulance. And so this is really, it's quite serious stuff. And it was years ago, I found uh, Hank when he was on Bookkeeper Radio. And I honestly sat and I listened to that podcast, my jaw opened, like I didn't know this service existed. And I immediately started sending clients their way. 
And what I saw was clients go from just this horrible situation to clients. I remember like the early ones we referred where they would come back and they were all relaxed. And I'm like, what? You are facing the worst situation. It's just that's what coined this kind of phrase for me. You're the cushion my clients land on and i could give tons of examples but just kind of back to you on that first of all hank is an absolute inspiration and um, you know having him talking as often as we can is uh, a key part of the business i must admit but uh probably the easiest way to understand how we fit is the cushion is that uh, a lot of us uh, when we get into situations of insolvency we previously advisors have been told to point towards an insolvency practitioner but by law, their job is to work for creditors and theirs is just to clean up and to deal with things once it's in liquidation or if it's personal bankruptcy and all that sort of thing. And what our firm is about is actually we get to be the advocate for the, the director or the individual in trouble and really use insolvency as a tool. You know, I know you're always talking about the various tools that are available and and systems and processes that uh, the bookkeepers can use to help their clients. And really, we see insolvency as that tool as well. So, you know, the the client that you spoke about from the entertainment industry, I mean, a great human doing some great work and really building a, a really good, strong business and was building a great life. COVID happened. And the entertainment industry, as we all know, went downhill for the last three years. And that comes with consequences. And now he's still got his dream to continue in the entertainment industry and to do the things that he wants to do. And, And we just have the ability to use insolvency as a tool to allow him to keep that dream alive. You know, that sounds kind of simple, but... Oh my goodness. Like another one of our clients I referred to you. I don't know what you did with that magic wand, you know. (laughs) And he's like, oh yeah, that debt's all gone now. He just, these clients come back and they talk in this really like, I'm like, you don't understand what would have happened if I didn't bring them in. And that debt's all gone now. And like amazing. But again, he's a great human, right? With a great business. And he made the mistake once. Now we've been able to help him to create a seven-figure business, right? And he's bought in the ESOP framework, which means all his employees own the business. It's beautiful. He's going to write a book. (laughs) And so he's he's done so much for the economy. So I actually finally saw that piece of the puzzle that is, and oh, side note to everybody listening, especially the Aussies in the audience, this is CPE, my friends. So we are in here. I'm a registered BAS agent, okay? So you're in here with a registered BAS agent with an accountant talking about debt and distress for clients. So whack it in your CPE journal, okay? (laughs) So (laughs) Very very important to find the CPE points here. And sometimes I feel like, isn't everything CPE? In a minute, I would love for Ashley to tell you what a commercially viable Phoenix is because it, you know, lit up my world. And um, I mean, that is just one of the many ways for this client that I hold in my mind. I'm not sure if you you did that, but I remember when I first learned what they are and how the government kind of takes this approach. Like, let's say a business got themselves in trouble. This is the way I thought about it. And they've learned lessons from it, but they're not going to trade out of their debt. Then they've got staff, et cetera. If they have an opportunity to continue trading and continue to be part of the engine room of our economy, now that they've got to a position where they will be profitable, 
Isn't it better for the economy that we support these people? And I saw it IRL in real life, right? So, yeah, just love to hear anything from you on that, Ashley. Yeah, yeah. so I I guess it's that, um, you know, that everyone is entitled to a second chance, I guess, is sort of the – and really the – the legislation around it all now is very much about allowing that one second chance is really what it's focused on. And I I just want to go back to your comment about how your clients have come back and how happy and relaxed they are. And I think the biggest problem when people are in distress is that they don't know what the options are. They don't know that there is a way out of it, that they're they're so deep in the hole and the blackness of, of that distress that they don't see a way through. And then once once they've come and met with us and then we can show them that there is a way through, that all that relief, the, the amount of people I've had said to me in the boardroom that uh, I'm looking forward to a good night's sleep tonight now that I know that there's a way through it. But to your question around uh, commercially viable phoenixes is one of the, the key things about what we do is that the business is separate to the shell, which is the company. So if there is a viable business in there that's now been caught up with some legacy debt and some other issues, there is an ability to sell that business to a brand new entity for commercial value, which means that we need to have goodwill valuations, we need to have plant and equipment valuations, and there is a sale agreement put in place that has a purchase price that must be paid. And as long as all of those things are met, we can effectively sell the business into a new entity and give it a fresh start without having to find ways. Again, I'm sure you, you've spent many hours talking the difference between cash flow and profit. And, you know, <laughs> you, know you can have a, um, a viable business making a couple of hundred thousand dollars profit or even more. But if you've got to pay back a $500,000 debt, then, you know, you, you're talking five, 10 years to do that. And you've only got to have one thing go wrong and then that's not going to keep playing out. But if you've got a viable business, you can turn it from an average business into a great business on the back of it like your client has now got ESOP in place Yeah. because they can have that fresh start. They can use the profit the right way to build the business and grow the business and then make everyone a part of it. So yeah, it, and then look at look at the government's return on investment there. So they're getting about three hundred thousand annually in tax from him now. <laughs> that is, I know that is less than the debt that was negotiated away, but the debt was yeah. still six figures. Yeah, so it, it is a um, you know in, in some places some people would call it controversial, but the reality is it's it's a. Uh, in most other jurisdictions around the world, and I know that this is going uh, more widely than Australia where we're based, but a lot of the other jurisdictions already have systems in place for it. So Australia's mm. just a little bit behind. We are catching up. We've got legislation in place to make it legal. And you know, another real example of the fact that this, this is really what the government is looking for is that they brought in this new legislation, the Small Business Restructure Plan, that allows small businesses to restructure their debts and deal with their debts and move forward. They knew the businesses were going to be under the pump on the back of COVID. And now we've got this great new uh, legislation, particularly for small businesses, that allows them to do that do that properly and well. So it's uh, there's amazing things that can be done. Yeah. And this is the thing, right? You guys are the experts keeping across all of this. It's not something that, you know, we conceivably can really do or want to do. 
And so there's always so much I don't know because things are changing. I mean, I definitely would love to hear about that in a second. I think what I'll do is pause and tell everyone in the audience that the way we work and what I recommend. So from the get-go, when a client first reaches out to us, which I call a PC, a prospective client, they're not reaching out because everything's rosy. There's a problem. And more often than not, they're behind. Therefore, they don't actually know how their business is performing. And more often than not, there is some debt there, which means there's a bit of distress there. Uh, and literally, like Ashley said, I remember I was in Ubud, Bali, talking to a PC over the phone. And I said to him, give me a credit card and I'll give you a good night's sleep. <laughs> like you, right? It's cheeky. But if, if you've read my book and if you haven't, you have to, you'll read that people don't buy what we do, they buy why we do it. Now, when I say give me a credit card and I'll give you a good night's sleep, you tell me the value of somebody taking, like allowing you to drop your shoulders and relax, you know what yeah. I mean? So I think for us, the conversation for me begins very early. I believe now we've built into our onboarding process. If you do have any debt and distress, please let us know because We've got the ability to stack the value of what we do. And you reach out to Ashley, to Dejong Reed, and they will help you with this. You can stack the value of what you do by saying, look, I can put you in touch with someone as a VIP of mine who will have a complimentary conversation with you. Yeah, that is going to be an important conversation to help you get some advice around how to deal with this debt and distress. So from the get-go, and then my right-hand Joe is basically kind of having ongoing constant conversations with all of our clients based on what we see in their tax office accounts, based on what we see in their trading, just to kind of keep nudging them and saying, look, have you made the phone call? Have you had the conversation? And I can tell you not once do I ever have poor feedback. All I ever have from my clients that are referred are super, super positive feedback and amazing, amazing results. So that's in terms of how would you go about referring? Again, reach out to them yourselves, have a chat to them. But what I did when I heard Hank on the podcast, I just started referring people. Off you go. And then and then <laughs> Dijon Reed rang me and said, oh, thanks. You know, <laughs> uh -huh. And I yeah. said, thank you. Yeah, look, I think it's, it's important for everyone listening who may have a client in distress is to, to know that we do provide that obligation free, not only it's as a first chat, if there is something that we think that we can do, we will sit down with your client, go through it in a lot of detail, and we actually put together a full written plan, a full costed plan that says this is what we can do, how we're going to do it, and what it's going to cost you to get through. And all of that is obligation and cost free. Because when people are in distress, they don't want to reach out to someone new if they don't know whether they're going to get the appropriate answer, because that could be more money they're going to spend that isn't going to help them. So Hank and I, very early on, that was the way that we wanted to do it, is to give those people that opportunity to, to see what options were there without any cost. So, you know, for anyone listening, if you've got, um, and unfortunately, over the next 12 to 18 months, we're all going to see people in distress. So mm -hmm. please reach out, have a chat to us in the first instance, if you like, or, you know, you're welcome to send them straight through, but have a chat to us and we can talk through what the scenarios are, what the options are, or even how you broach it with the directors and uh, the people that you're looking after, because that's an interesting conversation in itself. Yeah, and the other thing that really spoke to me, Ashley, was when I heard Hank that he's been there, done that. This this seemed to be where 
Dijon Reed was born is that Hank went through the debt, the distress, the bankruptcy, and just like yeah. most men and women, you know, it almost broke him like it does everyone. And that yeah. that to me was like, this is a purpose-driven organisation. And certainly um, our whole, every staff member and the, in the business lives and breathes that same ethos that, you know, Hank did go through it himself. He went through the dark place trying to work his way through it, saw that there was an opportunity where he couldn't get the right advice. And, you know, the entrepreneur that he is, he set up a business to actually provide the advice and to be that gap between the insolvency practitioners and the bookkeepers and accountants that are on the other side of it. And it's a yeah. very strong ethos that the firm has to to be there and, and, and hold people's hand through it. Yeah, that was so, so meaningful to me. I mean, a bit like me in the strategic bookkeeper, you know, I'm the bookkeeper who's been there, done that. And it was my desire, you know, when I went through those first five, I call them the fuck up years, right? <laughs> um, and and then being a mom, busy multitasking mom and all of these things. And I just went, if I can help other bookkeepers all around the world to not have to go through everything I went through. And so like a crazy scientist like Hank, I went about <laughs> like, what? some days I wanted to hit reverse, but I was like, no, just keep going. Oh, actually, I want to mention to be crystal clear to the listeners, if you're referring to insolvency agency, stop. Yeah. It's not doing your clients any favors, but for me, I didn't know this, right? I'm like, there is someone else. So just stop. It's about pre-insolvency, okay? Like Ashley said, the insolvency, by law, they have to work for the creditors, okay? Pre-insolvency, totally different. So this is what we're talking about here is the cushion before actually Dijon Reed can do the referral to insolvency as needed and handpick the organisation. Now, Ashley, what else would you like bookkeepers to know or any other real life scenarios? I guess the first thing and, and the, I guess the question that I get the most is how do I actually introduce a business owner? And I think you made a comment before, particularly with um, you know middle-aged men, I'm probably in the latter age men, but we'll, uh, but, yeah, <laughs> our type of people, we're very proud. We don't like to admit that our business is in trouble. We're willing to put in more hours and fight than we are to actually try and deal with the problem in front of us. Asking business owners to talk to someone can be very, very difficult. So I think the first thing to highlight is that it's not necessarily about saying your business is falling apart, you need to go and see someone. It's like, let's go and have a look at some advice to see if there are ways that we can help protect the business better. I find that business owners treat their business as if it's another child, and they are more willing to sacrifice themselves than they are their child. So mm. you know, if, if you're seeing a business owner putting money in from their home, they're not finding the money to pay the tax office, or you know, they've got the, we just need this one next deal and everything's going to be okay. You can have the conversation saying, let's talk to these guys in case the okay doesn't happen. And then once they actually see that there are options, then it, it actually changes the way they can view how they run their business. It may not mean mm. that they need us straight away, but we can have a look at those sorts of things. So we have hundreds of stories of clients that you know thought they were about to lose their house, lose their business, and you know now they've you know they've been able to buy the holiday home. The business is growing stronger than it ever was because they didn't fight through all of those dramas. 
they found a way to strategically work their way through the problem in a better way. When I, I try and think about uh, what's the simplest example, sometimes it sounds a little bit too much like it's bragging with the amount of things that we can do to help clients. So I think anyone who is struggling to pay a bill, it's worth a conversation. And Jenny, you've seen this and Joe has as well. Clients you've sent to us, we've said, no, you don't need us yet. Just do these five things first. But mm, what we can also yeah. do is make sure, and this is an example of a client that didn't need me. I was referred to me from a bookkeeper down here in Melbourne where I'm based. And the client only had a small amount of debt, but she told me that she was actually introducing a lot of her own money into the business to try and keep it alive while she's waiting for the uh, that critical mass to grow. She didn't have any security agreements in place or loan agreements in place to ensure that that money was protected. So that alone, we just had a half-hour conversation on the phone, told her how to do it, who to speak to, and now she's gone away with the bookkeeper and put those security in place. If things don't improve for her down the track, we've actually got a much more stronger position to protect her and for her to get her money back. If we hadn't had that call and hadn't talked about that, all of that money would have been lost if the business doesn't make it through the other side. Oh, I so, love this. Yeah, so little things like that, we will do it just over the phone. All of my team will do that over the phone at no cost anyway. If there is something bigger that we can do, then we'll get involved in doing that. So you can always be confident that we're only going to even put a paper together for something that we think is worthwhile, that we're not there just to try and grab a job. So I think that's probably the big thing. The other is that it's never too late. So if someone's too got their head in the sand, they don't want to talk about it, and then it's just about to blow up in their face, it's still not too late to pick up the phone and have a chat. There's always something that can be done. So, yeah, I mean, we never actually stop asking our clients. So if we have a, <laughs> we have a client that needs you, just constantly, Joe says, have you rang them yet? <laughs> you know, so I must say, look, a referral to someone really good really elevates you your own profile. And so, so I talk about the three parts of a buying decision, relationship, convenience and price. And just like, you know, in a marriage or anything like that, we have to keep deepening relationship and work on things. And so when you can help your client get this kind of win, you know, like one of my clients that you help the seven figure client. I mean, we'll talk anytime. We'll talk on a Sunday. Like I love my clients and I, I particularly adore him. He's a brickie. <laughs> clients like that, the relationship I think is it's different to what I think most bookkeepers would ever imagine. It, it becomes where the fee structure, the price is so, so irrelevant, you know, like we referred you to him. He was great. He took action quickly. The lot of trust between us and him. He dealt with someone lovely on your team. Uh, you made multi six figures go away. <laughs> that we really get the benefit of that. I mean, the client considers we made that money go away because we referred to you and they do almost see you as an extension of us, yeah. you know, it's like, who am I dealing with? I don't know. Is it Cloud9? Is it Tishong Green? All I know is all these people seem to work together. So yeah. I have to say the way it's elevated us in the eyes of our client and the way it's deepened retention has been great. And then with some clients, just being able to see a family not suffer. You know, for, for me, one of the blessings of doing this for the last 15 years is that I can drive down a road and I might see a, a truck on the road with a branding on the side or a crane or 
you know, all sorts of things or a coffee shop and me knowing, you know, internally that they're all still going and they're still employing because of what the team here have done is uh, very, very heartwarming in itself. So I think it's, you sort of struck on something that we're really like an intensive care department. We're not there to be with a client for, you know, 20 years or a long-term relationship like you and your bookkeepers are. We're really to come in, fix a specific problem, patch it up, and then hand it back to you for the ongoing uh, growth of the business. We don't have that formal long-term relationship, but I, like you, have got clients that almost won't go and buy a new couch without talking to me now because they're so worried that they're going to do something wrong again. Nearly all of our clients, they learn their lesson. To go through something as horrific as the distress and then the restructures, we make it as smooth as possible, but it's still quite a process. So they're uh, they're very high alert into doing the right thing moving forward. So you know you'll get the call. Ah, oh, actually, I'm thinking about doing this. It's like no, that's that's a personal decision. That's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> that's what I get too. I get the marriage things. I get that's the Sunday call. I remember one I had. You, I've done something terrible, and I'm thinking, what is it? And it was like nothing, but it was just a personal matter. But I think all of us in that. Situation situation I just feel very privileged to have that trust you know and and, you know I've I've had a lot of people say to me how their marriages have been saved because we were able to deal with the distress because it was just eating up the family with everyone trying to deal with that type of financial distress so you know it's very heartwarming seeing all that sort of thing come out of it as well you know from my my previous life as an accountant and doing working with bookkeepers I mean bookkeepers take that sort of they become part of the family and when they see that distress that hurts so knowing that there's an option is very important definitely and we definitely just use language internally that the client doesn't really need to know you know that much early on about what exactly we're doing like is this a referral is this an internal service because we're just more about for example once I said to a client you know they said that typical Ashley it's okay we'll pay it back right and I said I've got my numbers hat on (laughs) you're not trading in my language I'm sorry but you can't trade out of this like this is the amount that you can make in your business. It's a traditional business. Even if you work really hard and really smart, you can't actually trade out of this. And so that is not an option, you know. And I think the thing that I kind of wanted to wrap with is one thing we won't get time to cover off, but I want everyone to know that Dijon Reed does is, so we've talked about reacting to debt and distress They have really great services around being proactive so that you have a plan B ready rather than you have to kind of figure it out on the fly. So be aware that they've got that. You can absolutely look to put that in as a value add, like conversations into your services. And then I think the last thing, Ashley, is just if a bookkeeper like I was listening that day going, holy cow, for me, it was just, I Googled you, I found you, and I started telling clients to go to you. What is the best way for bookkeepers? I know you've got great CPE resources going on constantly. I haven't had as much time to get into them, but my right hand, Joe, attends quite a few. <laughs> so just tell anyone how they can engage with you, find out more and get free CPE. So we, yeah, we do have, um, I run a webinar once a month um, where we, we talk through different case studies, different scenarios and various education pieces. And then twice a year, we run a in-person seminar series. But all people need to do is um, you know, they can either jump on the 
website or wherever the details are that you might have our stuff up on, uh, reach out to me. We'll make sure that you're in the database so that you can actually get that further information on a regular basis. And you know, you can you'll have my you know, you'll give you my mobile, and you're more than welcome to call me anytime just to have a chat. But the the key, if you want to get the easy access to all of our data, um, a lot of it is on our website. So just djra.com.au. Uh, and on there, you'll get my mobile number and our direct numbers. Just give me a call, talk through a scenario. We'll make sure you're in the database. Uh, you can email me as well and say, add me. And then you'll get access to everything that comes through from us on a regular basis. Okay, great. And we'll drop everything in the show notes as well. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Absolute pleasure, Jeannie. Always great fun to uh, spend some time <laughs> talking with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a question you'd like answered on my podcast, please email me, hello at thestrategicbookkeeper.global. Did you know we have a private Facebook group called The Strategic Bookkeeper's Way? There you'll find bookkeepers just like you on the same journey where you can ask questions and get support. You can find more resources and how to work with me at thestrategicbookkeeper.global All the links are in the show notes. Have a prosperous week and I'll see you in the next episode.